Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Happy New Year, everyone! This is a uh, this is Ian coming from SFP now, and uh, joining me right now is um, Patrick Hayes because we're gonna do the uh, the show to um, song like hopefully end our Star Wars shows for this year at least. Um, we're basically gonna give you guys our thoughts on the movie, and then we're gonna go on to talk about uh, some of the expanded universe stuff, which was dumped, which could potentially be used in 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 the um, in the sequel movies. And you know, so let's get the show on the road. I'm gonna start off and um, you know bring Pat Patrick in here to get his thoughts on the film because I've not heard really what what he felt about the uh, about Star Wars: The uh, Force Awakens. Or even the uh, pawn version, Star Horse The Foreskin Awakens, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. <laughs> and no, I'm not adding that out. <laughs> <laughs> um so what did you think of the um the, the, the Force Awakens? What did you thoughts? Um, I, I liked it. Um it's it's if you look at all the movies they've made so far, it's fourth for me after the original trilogy. I like it much better than the prequels. Um, simply because they didn't say trade federation once during the movie mm-hmm. or, or taxation. Um, it had a, it had a lot of running, um, a lot of running around, a lot of controlled chaos, which is what I like about, um, Star Wars movies. There's a lot going on. Doesn't seem like there's any way out for the heroes. Um, there were parts, parts I thought were a little too vague. They could have explained a little more. It's not really a standalone movie, um, especially with the ending. Um, but, but I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I've seen it twice. I'll probably go see it at least one more time. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it too, but, you know, I think it could work as a standalone movie. How so? Well, you know, you had, you had to meet, meet Luke at the end, spoiler. Um, but, you know, <laughs> everyone's seen the film now, so... Um, I'm not that bothered about spoilers. You know, we had Ray meet up with Luke at the end, sort of thing. So that that was actually the natural conclusion to that movie's arc because the whole arc was about them finding Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. And it, it could have been called the Search for Luke the whole time, and that would have been the same same movie. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that that that, that song like naturally ends and ends a movie. I mean, um, as to where it goes from there, um, you know, it could easily be left to the put, you know, to the individual's imagination, or carried on in comics or in books and what and what have you. Yeah, and, and it better. I'm going to be really upset as a fan. <laughs> But, you know, I, I just think it's... Uh, I, I think, had this movie tanked, I think it's a movie that most Star Wars fans probably would have been happy with as, as, as a standalone, you know, because it would have got the it would have got the natural progression in the books and the comics. Yeah, I, I, that's true. If it, if, it had, if it had tanked and this had been it and it hadn't caught on, um, it would have carried on in some other format. I agree. Movies, um, no. It, uh, heck, the way they're going now, it could even be a Netflix series. They could have finished it out that way. Mm-hmm. Or a video game. Or a video game, absolutely, and the comics and the novels, which are going full force, no pun intended, 
um, they would have they would have finished out that way. I agree. But that that kind of a, that kind of brings me on to you know I was talking about this a little bit pre you know pre uh, when I was talking about uh, my, my uh, friend from Super Geeked Up, Jeff Burns. Um, he he felt that they didn't take enough chances with the movie. Um, I personally think that was actually probably a wise decision. You know, given how messed up things got with the prequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah, it got real convoluted plot-wise in those. This one, if if I have one major nit, it's um, we've got this new First Order um, carrying on what the Empire did. The Rebellion blew up two Death Stars, so what are we going to do for a weapon? We'll make a super Death Star out of a planet. And um, it, that was a little too much for me. It got, I, I mean, I'm shaking my head as I'm saying it. It's like, okay, I'll allow you that. But it seems like if you're going to improve on something, why are you going to make the exact same weapon planet even bigger than the last one? I mean, all I could think of is, and it'll blow up bigger when the Rebels get to it. Mm -hmm. You know what they need to do, don't you? They need to make themselves a doomsday machine. Yeah. (laughs) You know, know, they need to make themselves a planet eater. You know, something like a biological, indestructible doomsday machine like like you had in Star Trek. Right, right. Yeah, I could could hear Paramount's lawyers salivating at the thought of them doing that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's it, it was it's a safe movie. I mean, you get a lot of the same things. You got the the desert planet, which was Jakku, which was my favorite part of the movie. Were the scenes on Jakku mm-hmm. um, and Ray being the um, the uh, naive youth who dreams of getting to another planet, really paralleling Luke's tale. Um, you've got the escape from the Death Star, which was the escape from the planet, except that was the end of the movie. Um, there's there's a lot of it that that is was seen before in other movies, but I think there's just enough a spin on it to make it interesting um being a school teacher i have a lot of students who obviously weren't alive during the original trilogy so they've only seen it on tv they haven't seen it on the big screen and i'm at the point now where i'm teaching children who weren't alive when the prequels were out or were too young to go to them so this is the first time first time they've seen star wars on the big screen and even though they're familiar with the movies um on seeing them on tv and on dvd and what have you um this was new for them and they're completely electrified um, by what they've seen, they're just floored. So cool. I think uh, playing it safe has paid off in the long run for a new generation of fans. Yeah, and I think another thing is it's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of sad this really. A lot of these kids that you you teach, <clears throat> um, Phantom Menace generation, Miss Generation, um, won't have seen the original edits of the original Star Wars movies. Right, and I would love. I'm so hoping Disney. Um, re-releases the movies and they'd be insane not to um, in the original format not not the special I have the special edition on Blu-ray but I would love to have the original edition of the movies on Blu-ray as well I have all the special editions on Blu-ray and it still makes me cringe when you see young Anakin Skywalker at the end as a force ghost yeah. <laughs> it just so like it just it just completely ruins it you know <laughs> You know, and it completely sort of like uh, it completely undermines the the performance of the um, of the actor that they got in to play Anakin in in the film. Right. You know, it just completely undermines that performance, which was a beautiful performance. You know? Right. Right. You know, and yeah, and there's and the the Jabba special effects in the New Hope aren't as good as the effects they can do today. So even that that computer effect that was new at the time looks really dated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw like it kind of looked dated back then, to be honest. Yeah. My money. But, yeah. You know, back back onto the uh, back onto the sort of like uh, the the new film. Um, you know, like you say, I really enjoyed Ray's journey. It was all about Ray's journey. 
And what's kind of pissing me off is uh, Disney's attitude to, toward female characters in their timeline. They've just released a new wave of action figures, and Ray isn't in them. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I've been I've been following that up. I'm a, I am a, a professed Star Wars collector of action figures. Um, although I've been clean for two years, I haven't bought one in two years because I've bought the same damn figure so many times over. I was looking forward to buying them, and I would love to buy a Ray action figure. But they're so hard to find. And I read online today that um, someone from Disney was saying the reason we haven't seen Ray action figures is that because she's coming with a lightsaber and they didn't want to spoil that in the film. And OK, I can buy that a little bit, but I don't think it would have. I mean, we saw um, Finn having a lightsaber as well, and that didn't ruin any part of the movie when he was wielding it. So, I mean, I, I can I can go along with it and I can kind of disbelieve it as well. I would love to have a Ray action figure, though. I really would. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to have room to have action figures. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm, I'm surrounded by a lot of pop vinyl stuff, um, you know, <laughs> Kyle Ren unhooded, um, Force Ghost Yoda. Which is a, a rare variant, um, you know. I'm, I'm surrounded with boxes and boxes of pot vinyl stuff that I sell on eBay, and uh, a lot of the Star Wars stuff has done quite well. Although, interestingly enough, Finn hasn't done too good. Yeah, I'm thinking um, that's because, and I really caught this the second time I was watching the film. Finn gets beaten down a lot in this movie, and when the movie ends, he's unconscious still. Mm. And um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping in the next film, he gets to be awake by the conclusion of it. I'm hoping by the next film he's, he's wisened up a little bit and, and learn how to handle himself a bit better. <laughs> yeah, he was he was a really fun character. Um, I, I was glad he was in the movie because he and Poe um, really uh, spoke for the audience. We didn't see a lot of that in other Star Wars movies. The language was very formal, very elegant, even the villains. And Finn and Poe are like the two most realistic characters away in the movie because of how they react to situations and um, what they say. Um, I love the scene where uh, Finn is confronting um, Phasma, and he's like, did you see who's in charge? Do you see what I did? Did you see what I did? <laughs> and Han Solo has to tell, hey, calm down a little bit here, okay? Bring it, dial it back a little. I thought I thought that was really nice to see in a Star Wars movie. It made it a little more made it a little more modern of a film, which I like. Mm. And I loved Harrison Ford's performance in this film. Oh yeah, as Han. Um, I mean, then again, I I would do because I'm a huge fan of Han. And um, you know, obviously, I was gutted by the fact they died in the movie, but I kind of knew he was going to die going in. Right. Um. But I think the way they did that, they handled it really well. Although, I kind of think Kango Ren is a bit of a wimpy villain. Right. You know, it's all like, um, fine, we've got this conflict of between light and dark sort of thing going on. But I just kind of figured, he's a, he's a bit of a wimpy thing. I mean, what was that about him taking his mask off and putting it back on again and stuff like that? Right, you know? he hasn't figured out who he is. Yeah, he's um, so, so conflicted, it's really strange. Yeah, and we never really got to see... I mean, we saw a bit of that in um, Anakin in the prequels. Um, but when he crossed over, I mean, he had to kill, um, essentially, Mace Windu to push him over the edge to the dark side. Um, I'm thinking we're going to see Kylo looking a little more buffed up in the next film because he killed his father. So that's the step he needed to, like, push himself over. Mm. So I'm hoping. There's a um, there's a funny Twitter page that's been played up since the movie opened, and it's um, Emo Kylo Ren, and it's somebody randomly posting as Emo Kylo Ren all the time. And it's just <laughs> hilarious what this guy is putting online about things. Yeah, I mean, I've got a feeling there's probably another. There's another Sith in 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 in, in the wings. Well, I don't think there's another Sith. I think we might see more Force users, 
or more people who have the abilities and just don't know it. Um, but outside of um, outside of uh, Kylo Ren and um, Supreme Leader Snoke, um, I think those are the only two Sith we're going to see for the trilogy, really. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's just sort of like, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see how, how Kylo Ren becomes more, you know, gets more dark or, or more light. I mean... I mean, you you, right. you you sort of spoke about it somewhat um, because you've got an interesting theory uh, concerning Snoke. Um, right. Who you believe is Darth Plagueis. Who, uh, who trained Palpatine. Not my theory. I found it online and extrapolated a little bit from it. But um, I think that would that would make sense if this is um, if Snoke is actually Plagueis and he's um, he's training Kylo Ren to be his Darth Vader, essentially picking up where Palpatine left off. I think that would be. That would be a really cool thing, and mm-hmm. it would also um, harken back to the original trilogy, where you've got this this charismatic emperor figure, which Plagueis would be, Snoke would be, and um, Kylo Ren being his um, little enforcer. Yeah, I mean it's a, I mean it's kind of it's classic, uh, it's classic trope as well. It's kind of like fathers and sons. Oh yeah, and in order yeah. for him to, in order for um, you know Kylo to cross over, he had to kill his real father. Right, and that would kind of explain the dialogue. I mean, I'll I admit it, I'm not the biggest Han Solo fan in the world, and I knew going into this movie, Han Solo was going to die because I just assumed that's the only reason. Outside of the monstrous paycheck he got, Harrison Ford said, "Yes, I'll do it." Um, because he famously wanted to be killed off in Return of the Jedi. So this was a chance for him to get his death fulfillment that he wanted for that character. And the dialogue was just really, I, I mean, I, I'm okay with it, and I'm kind of, like, confused by it. It was just way too comfortable, where where um, Kylo drops the whole um, bad voice modulation there for a while and says, Dad, I'm conflicted. Will you help me? And then Han says, yes, I will. And then he kills his father, and he goes, thank you. And it wasn't like, it wasn't a nasty kill. It was just kind of emotionless, thank you. And then Han gives him a little caress, a little pat on the face, and then he falls backward. Yeah. So it's it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's heroic. It's noble. It's a father sacrificing himself to try to save his son. Doesn't work out well. But it just seems really confusing the way it happened. I'm still kind of... I'm at a loss. I didn't tear up at that part. I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big wuss when it comes to certain things in science fiction movies, and I didn't really tear up at that part until Chewbacca let out that that angry wail. Then I was like, "Oh my god, it's for real!" Even Chewie saw it. So yeah, it's so like um, I didn't really wang up at that part, but I don't really wang up at that sort of thing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, you know, because you know, it it, it ruined my uh, Han Solo image to do that, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, given that you know Han Solo was a character that I I, I fell in love with when I fell in love with the Star Wars movies. Right. You know, he's a dude. He's he's a lovable rogue, <laughs> or the not yeah. so lovable rogue. He's the antihero, yeah. and that sort of character I I kind of go towards. I like the fact that they had his character um, almost have a religious conversion compared to when he first appeared. When he was saying, oh, the Force, that's nothing but hokey religion. And he gets to give the big speech this time where he goes, the Force. And he's the one kind of instructing um, Finn and Ray, going, no, no, it's it's real. It's really there. So he believes in it now. He's a complete believer. Well, and that's a big jump for the character, I thought. It, it is a big jump. But, you know, to be honest, um, with, with what he witnessed in Empire and, and Return of the Jedi, it'd be kind of stupid for him to have not made that leap. Right. Well, or he could, I could have seen him. I mean, I was surprised. It's only been only um, been 30 plus years since Return of the Jedi. And before that, it's been 
50 or 60 years since um, the Jedi Temple was destroyed and the Jedi stamped out. And in 60 years, everybody's forgotten. Everybody in the galaxy seems to have forgotten what the Jedi are. And that strikes me as like, nah, that I don't believe. I, I can't believe that. There's not a recording anywhere of the Jedi. It just seems too big a wipeout. It, it did to me as well, but may, maybe it was just on the planet Jakku. That could be. Because uh, when, when, when Han's talking about it, he's, just, he's talking to so like, two people from, you know, one person from planet Jakku, another person who's a recently converted First Order Stormtrooper who's been barred up as a Stormtrooper since right. childhood sort of thing, who likely would have had his, so like, you know, memories erased. Right. And, and um, would only know what the, the First Order had told him. You know, yeah. which which would be a bunch of lies about right. the, about the Jedi and, and whatnot. Right. But so. just it was just just interesting that nobody had I don't know nobody had access to that. Just struck me as a little odd. Mm-hmm. I like you know what what do you make Poe Dameron as a pilot? I really liked Poe, and um, since the movies come out, I've been reading fast and furiously anything I can get my hands on Star Wars related, and I think it's really interesting that originally he was supposed to die there at the beginning. Wow. And um, I'm so glad they didn't kill him off and they brought him back at the end, because he's he's a really great character. I really like him. I like his. Re- I like that he has a um, he had a relationship with a character before Ray dropped in. He and Finn have sort of a relationship there, and I'd love to see more of them together. Yeah, me too. I mean, they, they seem to have um, a really good chemistry, you know, in that brief scene that they had in the um, in the TIE Fighter and, and the brief scenes that followed. Yeah, and I like the fact, too, that it, uh, BB-8 is essentially Poe's droid, and it was never established as Ray's or Finn's, and even towards the end of the movie, BB-8 went with um, Poe, which I thought was really cool. So I'm, I'm hoping to see a lot more of Poe. I really liked him. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon he's a Force user, or...? Um, I don't think he's a force. I think he's strong-willed. Um, in the other movies, they've said that the force only works on the weak-minded, and he's a pretty strong-willed individual. I think he's confident of what he can do and what needs to be done, so I don't think that's why it was easy for Kylo to rip that information about the map out of him. But no, I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a, um, a force user. I do think he's probably the best pilot right now, like they kept saying, more so than Ray. He's probably the best pilot they have right now in the, um, in the rebel, in the rebellious, rebellion alliance. Mm, well, you know, let's face it, Ray can't even fly the Millennium Falcon. Oh my God. <laughs> Every time that thing hit the ground or a wall, I just shuddered. I cringed. Oh yeah. Every, I mean, even the second time, I was was as loud as anybody else in the audience just going ouch oh jeez ouch <laughs> there's that one there's one long sequence where she's skidding it skidding it on its side somewhere and I'm just like oh my god she's gonna break the falcon yeah you know, I, I, I was worried for, for the ship's survival yeah you know it's, uh, it's one of those um, and uh, I love the Millennium Falcon uh, you know, I've been okay with the Falcon. It's never been an iconic thing for me. But after this movie, it's got a history. And boy, when that thing took off, that was the first time in the movie where my heart just began to just soar. That was like, this is a complete Star Wars moment where you get the Falcon peeling off and the tarp turning off. Oh, it was just, that was movie magic right there. Yeah, and the, and the um, you know, the, the X-Wings as well. I mean, the X-Wings and TIE Fighters are the iconic ships for me. But oh, the yeah. Falcon's something I've always enjoyed. Oh, when those X-Wings come streaming in um, over the water, mm-hmm. that's just, that's badassery at its finest there. <laughs> and and the TIE Fighters are there coming in to attack, you know, to come after, um, you know, oh, yeah. out, out of the sunset. Yeah, 
And I was kind of worried about the color scheme on both those ships. I mean, I'd seen the toys before the movie came out, and I'd seen stills. And I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work or not. And uh, work perfectly for me. They work. They they fit in. I mean, brilliantly. I have no problem with the way either of those ships look, even with their slight tweaks. They look great. Yeah, I noticed the uh, the Star Destroyer that they were on at the beginning of the film. You could barely see it. Yeah, we didn't get a clear shot of it, and I'm wondering, uh, since Kylo Ren was on it, if that's like the um, the Super Star Destroyer, like Vader had, the uh, the Devastator. I'm wondering if it's like that. Because the color scheme was so like so dark. Yeah, I'm hoping we get to see a couple more of those in the the next movie. I would love to see more of Imperial ships. I wasn't too crazy though about uh, Kylo Ren's personal shuttle, the uh, super-sized Imperial shuttle there with the wings. It was a little that was a little too much for me. I thought that's not really a. Sh it didn't seem like a shuttle. Yeah, it kind of it got more like uh, a personal runabout for a, for a rock star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And it was it was huge, just huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um. I got. I got to admit, I'm quite excited to see where where it all goes. Um, I mean, I was a bit disappointed that Naya didn't have too much to do. In no, the film. and um, I have to say, out of all the actors in the movie, I think Carrie Fisher um, delivered probably the weakest performance out of all the actors. She just seemed really sedate and one note. And looking at Carrie Fisher when she's doing interviews for the movie, she's ten times the energy. I mean, she was just dead. And um, the second time when I saw the film, a lot of her dialogue is taken over her shoulder, so it's obviously been redubbed at some point. And I don't know why that was. I mean, seeing her on the screen was fantastic. I wanted more of her, but I think she gave the weakest performance out of all the actors in that movie. Mm, yeah, I mean, she did. You know, the the, the chemistry between her and uh, and Harrison was not as was not as electric as it was back 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 in the day. No, and that was the high point for Carrie Fisher. Whenever she had a scene with that that scene with Han Solo, her and Leia in hand, that was that was old school Star Wars. But there was so much that was left unsaid. It just left me going, "Wait, what are you talking about? Wait, what? I need a little more here." And I'm sure it'll get filled in in a book or a comic at some point, but that was there that was Carrie Fisher's strong point whenever she had to act against Harrison Ford. Yeah, I mean, I'm I I'm hoping that we do get to get to find out what happened. You know, in 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 the thirty year gap between Jedi and this film, I mean, I know yeah. that there's one. I know that there's one book out called Aftermath, which I've not 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 got my hands on yet because I'm a bit reluctant to read it. Right. Because I've heard that there's not really much of the original characters in it. It's mostly new characters. Right. So I'm a little reluctant about that. Yeah. Um. It's gonna be real. I have a feeling it's we're not gonna see a lot of that stuff hit until summer. Mm -hmm. They're gonna they're gonna wait a while on that. But I mean, I would love to get a backstory on um, Finn. I would love to see um, what his training was like. And um, obviously, he's got issues with what he's doing. So I'd love to see a little bit with him. And I would love to see Poe's early life. Poe Dameron's early life would be awesome. Cool. I've got an interesting. Uh, I've got a silly theory here. It might you know you, you can laugh this one off. Uh... But, you know, we know that Kylo Ren is now Han's son. It's more or less being confirmed um, via various sources that Rey is Luke's daughter. Right. Um, what if Finn is Han's son? See, I've heard that too. And um, that was kind of the theory running around because they had, um, in the Star Wars comic books, um, they had a character appear who claimed she was uh, Han Solo's wife. Yep. 
And that, that that's that's what I was thinking because I've been reading the Star Wars comic books. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, and and it fits in pretty nice. That could have been the whoops. Uh, Finn could have been the whoops baby, mm-hmm. and um, or Han could have gotten her pregnant before he met Leia, and uh, she took off, had the kid, and like um, Finn says, he was taken away at an early age from his mother, which is highly possible. Yeah, but it doesn't explain why Finn looks younger than than than, uh, than Kang or Red. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only, that's the only uh, problem with that. Yeah, and it would, I, yeah, I mean, I'd, it'd be kind of cool, but I, I don't think so. I think uh, Finn's going to be just uh, a typical human. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to have anything special, and in a way, I think that makes him unique. I mean, if you think about it, all six movies have been drowning in Skywalker stories, so it'd be nice to have a major character come in who contributes, who's not related at all, or has force abilities. Yeah, well, he certainly doesn't have any force abilities. <laughs> No, I did like the fact, though, that he had the lightsaber, um, because in the early, before the first movie came out in 77, one of the original concepts, and there's lots of art online you can see by Ralph McQuarrie, where stormtroopers were supposed to be armed with lightsabers. Mm -hmm. And I thought that would have made sense if the First Order's coming back, and they're kind of worried about the Jedi coming back, they could have trained or equipped all their, uh, their troopers with lightsabers, and that would have justified Finn's use. And that could still be brought up. I mean, they've obviously got a uh, a weapon that can deflect one. We saw that one stormtrooper fighting Flynn on that planet um, in that pretty pretty cool SmackDown scene. Um, so evidently, they know they have technology that can deflect a lightsaber. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some of them uh, bearing them. There were also those characters. What were they? The Knights of Ray? Oh, no, the Knights of uh, Ren. Yep. Real quick, real quick flashback scene, and it looked like they were all wielding lightsabers as well. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, that, that, that's something that I, I'm hoping we get to see a bit more of in the second movie, is the whole Knights of Ren thing and, and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. re- really in the first movie, uh, Ren wasn't really as important a character as I thought he'd be. The, the uh, Was it General Hutz? Yeah. It seemed to be General Hutz was the one that was most in command and most in control. Whereas Ren, Ren was a bit more erratic. You know, he wasn't really master, the master of his emotions. He wasn't in control. Yeah, and I think so that's again. because of his youth and him still being conflicted about his path to follow the dark side. Um, yeah, especially when he took out that lightsaber and smashed up the uh, the panel. Mm-hmm. And then when he smashed up when uh, Poe escaped, he, was it po- no, when uh, Ray escaped, he smashes up that and those two stormtroopers come down the hall. And then walk off. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, those are the world's smartest stormtroopers right there. <laughs> oh, I wet myself laughing at that. Um, yeah. what, what did you think of Ray's journey, though? Because what I found quite... I don't know, I didn't know whether to be annoyed or not at this, but, she, you know, considering that she's only just come into contact with her force abilities and she's only just starting to learn to use them, what, what kind of bugged me is how she would have known, you know, about being able to use a force to influence weaker minds like she did with that stormtrooper. I mean, it took yeah. her about two or three attempts to get it right and, and get get it to, to bend to her will sort of thing, but it kind of bugged me that she'd not been taught or, you know, shown how that worked and she just she was just able to do it. See, I'm gonna I'm chalking that up and I'm giving them I'm giving them the, the, the second chance on this. I'm thinking if it is, and I hope she is, um, Skywalker's kid it's just because of her strong natural ability in the Force. Um, she's obviously heard of the Jedi. She's heard tales about them um, because that's brought up in the scene with Han on the Millennium Falcon. So I'm thinking she's heard that that's possible, but she she's going to give it a try. And when she calms down and really focuses herself, focuses her chi, so to speak, 
um, she can get it done. Mm, I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I think it works. The one that I know I heard it, the second time I saw the movie, there was actually somebody in the audience who, um, when she starts the uh, lightsaber battle with Ray, was like, somebody in the audience went, really? And um, boy, did he get shushed down real quick by a lot of people. But I, I don't have a problem with her wielding the lightsaber that well, because we saw her using her staff pretty effectively to beat off those two guys who were trying to capture BB-8. Yeah, and also, if you look at the way she used the lightsaber as well, she was using, she was using staff technique. You know, not none of that was sort of like uh, any any sort of like lightsaber technique you've seen in, in the other movies. She was actually using it like a staff. Yeah. Um, you know, I I kind of know this because I've actually sort of like uh, I, I've done a bit of staff fighting in the past. So. Oh wow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, not for sport or anything, just for fun. I've also done a bit of fencing in the past too. Oh wow. So, again, not 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 for fun. you know, just for fun. I, I basically took some lessons on um, one of those uh, centre parks activity holidays. <laughs> And, um, you know, it was, it was fun, but I never really took it up. But I kind of knew knew the technique she was using with that lightsaber, and she was basically using staff fighting technique with it. Yeah, and that, that made sense to me. Now, if she'd been doing, like, um, forest leaps or jumping high in the air or doing, you know, cartwheels as she's spinning around um, Jackie Chan style, then I would have said, nah, that's too much. But everything she did in this movie, um, it, 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 it felt believable. I could buy into it. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that I, I, I maybe had a bit of difficulty with was... Um, you know, initially was the fact that she 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 seemed to beat Ren quite easily. Yeah, but and, then um, then I remembered he was injured. Yeah, he came into the fight hurting, and I, I really like that. We hadn't see, we haven't seen that before in a, a Star Wars movie where somebody's taken a hit and yet they're still going through with the lightsaber battle. I like the whole uh, punching his side there to keep himself awake stuff. I thought that was pretty cool to see. Mm-hmm. And every time punched aside, it was at the cost of a little bit more blood. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, Je- Jedi do bleed. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. The whole time I was waiting for, um, I was halfway expecting uh, Ren to get his hand cut off. Because mm-hmm. that, that seems to follow every Star Wars movie. you got to cut off somebody's hand, so... Yeah, I mean, if I were, were Ray, I'd be real nervous about the sequel. Yeah, I mean, I think she personally should have knocked his necks off. I was actually waiting for that at one point, because he was really hurting on his foot, so I thought she'd, he'd cut a foot off, and I went, well, that'd be kind of silly, then it'd be like... Uh, Money Python and the Holy Grail with the Black Knight. Oh, it's just a flesh wound. Come on, I can take it. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's all like uh, you are right. You know, it's all like limbs uh, do tend to get severed in Star Wars movies. Yeah, and hands especially. Every every one of the original movies has a hand getting cut off an, or an arm. You know, they, they should make it a bit more ridiculous and just make it a finger. <laughs> <laughs> and and they get a little robot, one little robotic finger. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and it's and it's like the middle one, <laughs> the one yeah. that you skip people the bird with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, um, so Force Awakens. Uh, where do you think it could go from here? Because as we've already established, it, it, it seems like they they although they've sort of like said that the expanded universe has, for all intents and purposes, it's no longer canon. They seem to have used it with with a uh, with, with Kang or Ren. I mean, he's he's Jake and Solo, right? Right. And to add confusion to it, his name before he changed to Kylo Ren was Ben. And in the expanded universe, that was the name of Luke and Mara Jade's son, Ben Ben Skywalker. Mm-hmm. 
But um, yeah, it, it looks like he's doing a Jason. He's uh, he's gone to the dark side. And in um, in the uh, expanded universe novels, it ended up with um, Jason and Jaina, his twin sister, uh, Jaina having to take him out to kill him. Mm-hmm. So, Which essentially looks like that's what's going to happen two movies from now. You know, there's going to be a showdown between Ray and Ren. So yeah, and uh, you know. It's- and it's sort of like basically the uh, the sons and daughters of the originals have to go up against each other. It's quite poetic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of like got that sort of like classic Beowulf and Greek tragedy sort of thing going on there. Yeah, and I, I'm so hoping, and I would love to hear um, Finn or Poe make some kind of comment to each other. I can see them sitting in the back of a room where all this is being brought up, and then somebody would go, you'd think these Skywalkers would learn by now. Mm-hmm. Just some little some little bit of sarcasm about, geez, don't these guys ever know when to stop picking up a lightsaber or killing people? Or- yeah. I mean, you could also make a terrible comment about how, how, how uh, Luke Skywalker is such a bloody terrible teacher in pretty much every timeline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. every time yeah, he tries uh, to rebuild the Jedi Order, it sort of like, you know, backfires on him, doesn't it? Right. Right, and that's that happened in the comics and the books too. I mean, he couldn't have it going the whole time, um, which makes me wonder that there's probably more Force users out there since Luke is like taking a back seat for about well at least twenty years. It looks like twenty years or less. Luke has stopped training people. There have to be other people who've been born in that time who are going to be about the same age as Rey and Kylo, who uh, have Force abilities and they just don't know it's the Force. So we could always, there could be someone else who pops up later on. Mm-hmm. You know, um, maybe um, you know, was was Kylo Ren an only child in this don't universe? Know. Do you think, yeah. or do you think there's probably another Solo? I th- I'm, I'm thinking he's an only child. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking he's an only child. Um, that way, it puts just from a story point of view. It puts more focus on him and makes him more important in a character. Because if there's a second one, then you can always say, well, we can kill him off and have the little brother or sister take over. And you don't have to mess around with that if he's just the only one. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, well, uh, apparently uh, Finn, 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 John Boyega's character, um, didn't the name Finn actually kind of comes from the Expanded Universe as well. Which one does that one now? See, that I haven't heard. I'm, I'm basically looking at a Hollywood Reporter thing here, and basically says John Biega's character might not have been, not, might not have had the name before Paul Dameron, Oscar Isaac gave him one, but the name Finn has an almost Star King-like history in Star Wars mythology. In the Expanded Universe alone, there was a Sith Master with that name, and millennia before the events of the prequel trilogy, as well as a soldier who fought an invading force years after the events of Return of the Jedi in the Star Wars Tales and Star Wars Invasion comic book series, respectively, as well as a character in the Clone Wars animated series. series. Uh, Similarly, Finn's backstory parallels the expanded universe history for Han Solo, um, who was an Imperial pilot before becoming a smuggler, as long as as Kyle Katarn, the lead character of the Jedi Knight video game series, who was a stormtrooper before defecting to the Rebellion. Like Finn, Kern used a lightsaber at times, going on to become an instructor at the Jedi Academy. But yeah, a couple of characters that I've never, you know, that, that you've never heard of there. Yeah, I'm, I'm blown um, away by that. <laughs> yeah, um, nah, I don't, I don't think so. I think Finn, Finn is a common name though. I think they were looking for. Um, I know reading in uh, one of the books uh, put out by uh, put out by Disney, originally he wasn't going to be called Finn. He was going to be called Sam. Mm-hmm. 
And Finn is Finn is a much that Finn sounds much more Star Wars than Sam does. Um, yeah. I think I think it's just a com- it's a common name. It sounds it's it's unusual but common enough so that it fits in with Star Wars. I mean, if you think about, it, so is Ray R E Y, except they spell it like that mm-hmm. for for Daisy Ridley's character. But um, I think Finn's going to turn into be a uh, a protector for Ray. He's going to look after her, and um, I'm I'm kind of hopeful, and I would love to see it happen. Um, I've seen things online and stuff where people are going, well, maybe there's a romance between Finn and Rey. And her character obviously cares for his. Um, his character obviously cares for hers. Um, I, I think they would make a great couple. I'd, I'd love to see a Star Wars hookup action. Mm, I don't mind it, just so long as it's, uh, it remains natural, like it has been in, this, in, in the first film, and not forced like it was in the uh, prequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you think of the original Star Wars, I, as a little kid, was um, shocked when um, Han Solo was making uh, moves on Princess Leia. And I was like, you can't do that. Luke and Leia, they're the ones who are going to hook up. And uh, thank God that didn't happen. Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to ruin it now. I think I think Finn and Ray are brother and sister. Mm, I, I just don't see it yet. <laughs> I just don't, see it. don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, what happened is Newt Skywalker converted and became a Jedi, but he also became a Mormon oh, and had more than one wife. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm betting we're gonna get a we're gonna get um, the next movie's gonna start up about two years later as it should, and we're gonna see that um, Ray has been training with Luke, and Kylo Ren has been training with Snoke. So we get some parallel. We could have some parallel training sessions there, mm-hmm. and um, Luke's gonna fill in some backstory. And whether he tells her that he's her father or not, I I don't know. That might be. I think the next movie's gonna have to end with Kylo getting. Uh, Kylo killing off Luke Skywalker. That's my bet. Why Kylo? Why not Snoke? I don't think... I think Snoke's going to be the bad, big bad guy for the last movie in this trilogy. Mm. I can't really uh, envisage Kylo being good enough to beat Luke Skywalker. I have a feeling he's going to be really buffed up for the next movie. And I think Luke's going to do a uh, sacrifice a la Obi-Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. when Obi-Wan was fighting Darth Vader in the Death Star and he let himself get cut down. I think we're going to have the same sort of situation, and uh, Luke's going to sacrifice himself so that Rey can survive. Because yeah. that's the moment in the original trilogy where Luke really became focused at being a Jedi. And the same thing's probably going to happen with Rey. She'll become even more powerful once Luke is killed. Mm-hmm. And knowing that, you know, um, she would have had two years of training with Luke, which is more than Luke ever had, because basically, he basically had, what, a couple of days? <laughs> Yeah, well, if if they're at the um, if they're at the first temple, because that's what Luke was looking for after the fiasco with the academy, he was looking for the Jedi first temple. If they are there, there are um, Jedi holocrons, which are basically their recorders that would hold information. And um, I have a feeling he's he's learned a lot since he's been gone from everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, matter of fact, going through one of those books, it was the book the um, the Art of uh, Star Wars, the Force Awakens book. They actually had artists sketching out what um, Anakin Skywalker would look like when he returns to the trilogy. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's dead. But um, I have a feeling they're going to pull in some other people to make cameos on these holocrons, which would be really cool. I mean, that would tighten it up to the uh, original prequels as well. Yeah, and interestingly enough, I just read an article recently that said that uh, there was actually plans to have uh, Anakin Skywalker appear in the first film, but they were abandoned. Yeah, and I could see that happening where um, Anakin is perhaps uh, giving a message to Luke 
or to Rey, and then conversely, you could have Darth Vader talking to Kylo, because I mean, he's got he's got Vader's mask, and he's it looks as though he's trying to talk to him. And it would be interesting to see if Vader and Anakin exist as two separate Force ghosts in a way, instructing both the dark and the light. Mm. What, I've, I've, there's another theory going on that I, that I read online today, actually, and that is that, um, you know, kind of tongue is what you said about Luke Skywalker dying at the end of the Earth second movie. But where it, where it deviates is that it, it's all like um, they, they, they anticipated and predict that the third film is going to see Kang Ren and Rey having to work together to topple Snoke and to bring balance to the Force. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I think that would be the coolest little twist in the whole saga completely. Because the whole premise of this movie seems to be that Luke was setting out to bring balance to the Force. It blew up in his face. And everything's imbalanced again. Um, that's why the First Order is coming to power and the Rebellion's getting its ass kicked again. And so if Kylo Ren has got this master plan that he's always had this anger, he's made this decision to work with Snoke and become a Sith, but he realizes, like Vader, this was the wrong decision to make, and I can't kill my master by myself, I need a Jedi to help me. It's been a plan of his to, like, find the right person who's the Jedi that can work with him to kill Snoke, and with the Sith and the Jedi working together, the Force is completely in balance. Talk about the ultimate kumbaya happiness ending there, that'd be perfect. It, it also... Um... It also validates everything that's come before. You know, yeah. when Anakin was born, he had no mother or no father. And um, as, um, as as Hugh McGregor, you know, rightly points out at the end of um, Revenge of the Shit, sorry, Revenge of the Sith, <laughs> um, you were the chosen one! You know, yeah. you, you go to that whole thing. And and then you know out, out of um, out 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 of Anakin you had a uh, Luke on Leia and and Luke was the only person really out of that out out of his offspring to actually embrace the Force. Yeah. Um, Leia has the um, Leia has has the Force, but she's never trained to use it. That that we know of. That we know of. I um, think it would be great if she has a scene where Ray's about to be killed or something and. We have Leia put her hand out, and a lightsaber jumps to her hand. You know that whole uh, she goes Ripley on us. Get away from her, you bitch! Something like that. And that that'd be cool to see. Um, <laughs> um, it's just that uh, you know, would Carrie Fisher have the energy to do that based on based on her performance in the um, in 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 the um, first first of the new trilogy? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You might. Well, I mean, you could always ha- have a different actor. I mean, she was shown a lot from the back. I mean, they had to get a, um, and I'd forgotten about um, Peter Mayhew's situation. Peter Mayhew has difficulty walking as Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chewie's running around a lot in this movie. And it wasn't until after I'd seen the movie the first time I realized, oh, they had to get another actor in there. And matter of fact, the guy is credited as um, uh, Chewbacca double for all the scenes where Chewie's running around. Yeah, I think he's taking over in the next film if they, if they have Chewie back. I can't really see Peter Mayhew being, being a... You know, good enough on his feet, you know, to stick around for the full trilogy. Yeah, and I expect, I, I pretty much figured out a lot of what was going to happen in this movie, and I had assumed that Chewbacca would be killed as well. 
Because if Han's going to die, Chewie's probably going to die too. And I was glad to see that they kept the Wookiee alive. I, I think that's great. Having a Chewie around with Ray would be a great combination as well. It, it would, and you know, it'd also be nice to see Chewie get a homecoming, get to go back to his his home world. Yeah, and that actually got brought up in the um, uh, Star Wars Aftermath novel that one of the reasons Han didn't stick around to see Leia was because he was helping Chewie um, liberate Kashyyyk, the uh, the Wookiee world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be interesting to uh, see, you know, the, the Wookiee world, uh, you know, in in peacetime. Yeah, but not in Star Wars holiday special time. Yeah, where, <laughs> where Carrie Fisher comes out and sings at the end. Yeah, yeah. Was was that at the end? I thought I was in the middle. <laughs> no, that's that's at the end of the at the end of it. I, I have a copy of it and I watch it once a year, painfully. You, you watch that once a year? Oh yeah, you you have to check it out to realize if you ever feel bad about any of the prequels or anything, you put that on and watch it, and you go, the prequels are pretty damn good in comparison. Actually, I seen the first five minutes of it and turned it off and thought, well, that's probably better than the prequels. <laughs> oh no, some parts are so bad you just have to sit through it and watch it and laugh. Okay. <laughs> well, the only the, the only way I can get it is on YouTube. I'm surprised George Lucas hasn't had it pulled off. Yeah. Yeah, I got mine. I uh, I uh, bought it through a third party. I wouldn't make that purchase myself. It was a gift I received from someone. And um, somebody had a VCR at the time and videotaped it. And It's making rounds. You can get it from somebody somewhere, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So what new Star Wars books and uh, comics do you recommend people start reading post, um, post, um, post, post Force Awakens? Force Awakens. <laughs> Um, I just read, it's not post, but it's, it's tying in a little, I just read yesterday the uh, Star Wars Battlefront book, Twilight Company. Mm-hmm. That was a really good book. I really enjoyed that. That, really- that was good. Um, I, the best Star Wars comic Marvel has done, in my opinion, is the um, Princess Leia saga which has been put into a trade paperback. That was good. I enjoyed that. Um, the rest are kind of hit and miss. They just finished up a story. They, they changed the artist and writer about every six issues on the books. Um, Darth Vader is really good. Darth Vader is really consistently good. They're wrapping up a storyline right now that takes place after um, A New Hope, where Darth Vader has been shot down on a world that contains a rebel base. Okay. And so all the rebels are trying to take out Darth Vader for about six or eight issues. And that wraps up this Wednesday, I believe. And that was really good. Nando um, Carician was crap. You thought what? I thought Nando was crap. Lando was absolutely just dreadful. I was so dis... And the artist on that book and the writer on that book have both done great things. It looked to me like it was just put together too quickly. Mm-hmm. Put together too quickly and that's what hurt it. Um, yeah, that, the, that series has a lot of issues. I mean, that to me is the weak... Out of all the Star Wars books... That's the weakest one, I think, which is a shame because Lando is such an outstanding character and there's so much that could be done with him, and it was just not very good. Well, I think we might see him come back in the uh, in the next film, to be honest. I think, matter of fact, it got, um, I read somewhere that even Harrison Ford is coming back for the sequel, for a, for a flashback sequence, and that Billy D. Williams is like the hot rumor to be back as well, which would make sense. If Han died... Um, I'm sure Lando would find Leia to talk with her and express his condolences and meet with Chewie, and mm-hmm. that would bring him into other things. Yeah, I mean, it's so like um, he became such a big part of the film very, very quickly. 
in Empire, you know, he's yeah. sort of like, uh, and in, in the uh, in Return Jedi became sort of like uh, such a big part of it as well. And I've also like I've kind of liked how they've used him in Rebels as well. Oh yeah, he's great in that, and he was he was great in the uh, the comic books when Marvel had the series originally, and in the expanded universe. In the expanded universe, he got married and um, was uh, had holdings all throughout the galaxy. So whenever they needed help, Lando was always available. So mm. I, I'd love to see that. I know he would have become, he would have made a mint and he'd be sitting somewhere pretty but longing for the adventure he used to have. I would love to see Billy D. Williams return to the fold. So, so would I. I mean, you know, Lando's kind of like the, uh, the Tony Stark of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, but but not as dickish. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Mm. Yeah, not, not not as much of a dick, but he he is kind of like the Tony Stark of the Star Wars universe, and you know, he's, he's, he's you know, I like him as well as Solo, his Han Solo, and um, it'd be great to see. I'd love to see. I'd love to see that actually transpiring the Han Solo movie that they've got going that they're going to be doing. Yeah, you know, I that's got me really interested. I'm dying to see what they do with that. Um, I, I would love to see the movie end with um, Han Solo um, getting the Falcon or um, earning the life debt from Chewbacca. Ending with either one of those would be outstanding. I think it should start with him earning the life debt from Chewbacca. Yeah, and end with him winning the Falcon. That would be that would be perfect for me. I'd be completely happy with that. And may, maybe the life debt from Chewbacca is the impetus. Of why he he leaves the imperial the imperial forces if they if they use that again. Yeah, I was, I was wondering if they would do like Finn did in this movie where a bunch of stormtroopers showed up and they had to shoot a bunch of Wookies and like Finn who couldn't shoot the villagers and can't shoot the Wookies. Mm-hmm. But I could see Han actually shooting the other stormtroopers down. <laughs> yeah, he saves an older Wookies and Chewbacca and in Chewbacca's family and uh, and that's that's hence the knife that. Yeah, that would that would work completely for me because Wookiees were um, big. Um, they were slaves for the Empire, slave labor. Mm-hmm. So having him save them would be fantastic. Yeah, and um, you know, I got to have a scene where you know you have the Wookiees uh, shooting down, slaying, and uh, eating Ewoks. That'd be cool. Kind of kind of turning a big giant spit, roasting an Ewok on a fire. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know that 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 cleanse the only part of the uh, Return Jedi that I hated, <laughs> the Ewoks. <laughs> you know the reason I hate that is because I believe that the original plan was to have that on the planet Kashyyyk, right? With with Wookies, they just couldn't afford it. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't find enough um, eight foot two actors to play Wookies. <laughs> Weren't enough of them around, <laughs> you know, which is a uh, which, which 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 is fun. Um, but yeah, you said that Battlefront was a bu- good book. Have you played the game yet? No, I haven't. I'm one of those poor individuals. The only video game I have in my house is a, a an original Wii system. So I'm lucky I can play um, Force Unleashed. But um, mm. I'd love to play Battlefront, but I haven't played it. Um, I'm, I, I've been playing it on and off since uh, it came out. I've actually what do you played- think of it? I, I really enjoy it, but I'm just a bit... I don't know. It's it's half a game for the cost of a full-price game. Oh, really? Yeah, because all, all, all you get really is you get a few solo training missions and stuff like that, and the rest of it's online. Uh-huh. And there's only really, um, there's only really five planets you can, you can fight on. Uh-huh. It started with only four, now there's only five. And it's basically all online combat. There's no story mode in it. Oh, so it's like, uh, it's like Halo. 
Yeah, there's absolutely no story mode at all. It's just all online combat, and mm. and and the nerve of it is, is the, um, the the DLC that they're releasing later this year. No one knows what's going to be in it. They're they're charging thirty nine pound ninety nine for that, which is yes. like which is like shanging out for another which is like shanging out for another full game. Yeah, you know, and it's so like it's a bit you know it's a bit steep that for a DLC. Huh. You know, so. In, in, in that regard, I don't think I've got particularly good value for money. Right. Um, I've enjoyed what I, what I played on it. I, I tend not to play any of the land-based missions because I'm not really a, a first-person shooter sort of guy. I'm more of a, right. I'm more of a pilot. Right. I'm, I'm into dogfighting, and uh, I play in the dogfighting mode. Um, and, you know, at worst, I've maybe had about sort of like uh, 10 kills and sort of like uh, two or three deaths. Um, my best performance, and this included flying the Millennium Falcon. Oh wow! Because I actually won right to do that, and that was pretty cool. My best, <laughs> my best performance is twenty six kills, no deaths. Wow! Now you flew it better than Ray did, right? Tell me you did. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't hit the ground at any at any one point. <laughs> Good. You know? I mean, it, the way I actually won the right to fly the Millennium Falcon was pretty fucking spectacular. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, because so I because um. I, I, I always choose the A-wing fighter. You know, the X-wings are more manoeuvrable a little bit, but the A-wings are faster. Oh, I and I tend to like I like to fly fast ships, sort right. of thing. And um, I did this manoeuvre where there's sort of like there's a little bit of a debris um, hanging on. It's like a, a small, it's like a small gap in debris. Yeah. Right. And I was flying at speed, getting away from a Tie fighter that was trying to nuke me with a missile. <laughs> And uh, I flew right through the gap in this debris and won oh. the Millennium Falcon. And I suddenly turned into the Millennium Falcon, you know, oh. did, did a complete U-turn in mid-air and took out the TIE fighter that was after my butt. <laughs> oh, wow. And went on to have about a 12 kill streak in the Millennium Falcon before oh, I was wow. eventually taken out by Slave 1. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, it, it was it was fun. You know that 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 thing. But what I'm finding now is now that more and more people have got Star Wars Battlefront um, since Christmas, I am not as spectacular a pilot as I once was. <laughs> 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 so you know, there's better people coming on, and um, I, I'm also finding that um, I seem to always get people targeting my butt. <laughs> I'm on there. I was playing a game the other night and um, I had had something like a 14 kill streak and two deaths sort of thing on that one. And pretty much the the only reason I didn't have a bigger kill streak was because at every single opportunity this same guy kept trying to target me with missiles and I was having to do evasive manoeuvres to get away from him and try and turn the tide on him sort of thing. So... I was, you know, I was trying to shoot as many ships down as I could while playing a game of cat and mouse with this guy. <laughs> you actually zapped me twice. <laughs> but it's fun. The um, the pilot the piloting part of the game is fun, and I just hope I hope that is more released in DLC for that. You know, right. um, the Jakku mission that came out that's fun. I I actually got that four days before it actually it was released. Oh wow! Because I pre-ordered the game. So, but the Jakku mission is quite fun. Um, in terms of all the non-based combat, forget about it. I just don't do as well at all. Uh, yeah, I got shot 17 times and had absolutely no kills. Oh, oh my god! That. that was the worst one I did. Wow. <laughs> what planet were you on when you kept getting shot? Um, I think it was Hoth. Hoth? Mm-hmm. Were you playing Rebels or Imperials? I was playing Rebels. Rebels. I've read somewhere a bunch of people saying that 
Hoth is too um, too difficult for rebels and too easy for Imperials. They said if you're an Imperial on um, Hoth, it's a much easier battle to win. Yeah, what kind of bugs me about it is, uh, you know, I, I've actually shot at people, and it takes about several shots to take them down. Oh, really? Yeah. When, when, when really in most games, they, they should actually change that and make it, you know, one shot, one kill rule. And right. that way it'll be a lot harder for people to play because then, then they've got to think about it and, uh, and not waste their shots and, you know, right. take, take their moment sort of thing. Whereas, you know, it seems to be too, too frantic and too based on running around. Oh, let's just shoot this person and spray him <laughs> with loads of bullets and, and hope he, hope he goes down before I do. Sort of thing. They, they need to change it and make you know, or have a have a mold in there where it's like one shot, one kill, right? Sort of thing. So it's you know more about accuracy than it is about sort like uh, shooting and hoping for the best. Um, right. <laughs> but another another thing about the game is the um, it's actually modded in the Empire's favour, regardless of what level you start from. Oh, really? Because they start off with the better weapons. Oh, yeah, that's true. Which is basically how it would be anyway, because, you know, the Rebels are going to be under-resourced, whereas the Empire has all the decent resources. Right. So, you know, if you're playing the Rebels, you're starting off at a disadvantage anyway, certainly on the ground. Um, as to in the air, I've flown as both Imperial and Rebels, because it kind of alternates you. Sort right. of thing, and you know, I can kill just as many rebels with a Tie Fighter as I as I'm killing Imperials with a, with a, with an A Wing. Right, pretty yeah. equal. So, so they're pretty evenly matched in the air. You know, it's just that the I think the I think the X Wings and the A Wings got way cooler than Tie Fighters. <laughs> 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 but that's just me. But it, it's a it's a fun game. Um, I just don't think it's worth the money. I'd wait oh. for it to come down in price hmm. or, or pick up a second-hand copy. Right. Be- because um, I, I paid full whack for it, which was about 50 quid Ooh. when it came out. And, um, and you know, and, and I'm still playing it on and off. But now I've got to find another 40 quid for DLC if I want that. Yeah, jeez Louise. You know, I'm not sure if I want that just yet. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll wait and see what, what's announced with it and then, then, then think about it. Have they announced what it's... They haven't announced what it'll be or what it'll contain? Not yet. Not not as far as can tell. But, you know, uh-huh. it's worth... Well, if they're smart, they'll make it uh, Force Awakens. They they will, and if, if they're also... If they're smart still, they'll have a... They'll have a mission where that they'll have sort of like maybe a story mode in there. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's one thing that a lot of fans have missed out on, is, is having the story mode in there. And I think they should actually have a story mode of the Force Awakens film where you can play it from the uh, First Order's perspective or the uh, Rebels' perspective. Oh, that would be different. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. And have you taken out, you know, have, have the air missions where you're taking out Stark in the base. Right. And, and stuff like that, but, you know. Huh. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't announced a uh, Force Awakens Lego adventure yet. You know, I think a Lego adventure and I think a Force Awakens video game is probably on the horizon. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be surprised if it wasn't. I'm surprised it's not out now. Hmm. Well, you know, the EA's got all the Star Wars rights to the games, haven't they? So Yeah. And they've spent so much time and energy on uh, Battlefront getting that ready in time for the in time That's for the true. Film. Whereas originally Battlefront was actually uh, originally supposed to come out last year. Oh wow. You know, they they, they held it back. Um and I think they held it back for for the sole reason that the film was coming out. Yeah. You know? Well that was probably smart on their part then. It probably was, but yeah, the uh, the Battlefront game. It's um, you know, you just create your own narrative. <laughs> you curse at the screen as you're playing. <laughs> do, do I curse at the screen? Yeah. 
actually I'm a bit I'm a bit like a Han Solo when I'm in at the cockpit of my uh, my uh, A wing. I'm sorry, saying, "Come to Papa, come to Papa." <laughs> That's it, you dead motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it seems I've got good tone on those fighters. They've had it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the narrative right there. <laughs> um, and uh, as soon as they're there on my boat, I'm saying, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and and worse things than that, it's just as well I'd never have my microphone switched on when I'm playing, because I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would be after me if there was a swear t- if there was a swear tin in front of my my uh, my PS4, you know, <laughs> it it'd probably have a million pound in there by now. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I get so wrapped up in it and so, you know, so so angry and frustrated, and then, you know, joyously happy, especially in in, in the game played the other week where I shot down the Millennium Falcon. Oh jeez! <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes, you know, it's all like, um, and so, take that. And the only frustrating thing is I can't take down Slave One. That's the one I <laughs> want to take down. Oh wow! But it's it's a fun game. I think I think you'll enjoy it. You know, if you if, you know if you enjoy you know air combat and that kind of. Are you more are you more of a pilot or would you say you're more of a ground based? I'm more I'm more of a ground based. I'm more a first person shooter than pilot. Ah right. So you you you'd probably put my butt on the first person shooter then. <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but I, I do enjoy running around and shooting at things and finding things. So that'd probably be where I'd take it. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, you know, so I count out the games that are coming out. I'm, I'm hoping I do bring more games out and soon because you know, while I've got the money to get them, I want to sort of like enjoy those. <laughs> Um, as far as books concerned, um, is it worth me checking out Aftermath, or would you advise just wait a while? Because I've got I'd, I'd, I'd wait. The next book comes out soon. Wait to see what the second book is. Aftermath, you could pass on and not really miss anything. Uh huh. Well, one I've got at the moment, which is a uh, pre New Hope, is um, Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh yeah, the Tarkin book. Yeah, I've not actually read it yet. I just got it. I just downloaded it the other day on my Kindle because I picked it up for ninety nine p. Oh, there you go. So it was a cheap one. So I've heard that's real. That one I missed when it came out. I didn't have the money for it at the time. But everybody I know who's read it really enjoyed it. So that's considered, from what I've heard, that's considered a really good book as well. And I think it is in canon as well. Yes, yes. And it takes uh, some of the stuff from the expanded universe and blends it in. And you can do that with Tarkin because after after the original Star Wars, he's pretty much done. But they they bring a lot of his stuff in from expanded universe. I've been told. So cool. Um, you know, tell you what I like to see in in the uh, in, in the book series is um, you know basically stuff that fills in the gap between Force Awakens and Return Jedi. We need to need more of that stuff. Yeah. But we need we need a Han Solo book about you know why he left Leia and what are the circumstances behind that and you know the sort of adventures he got on got involved with with Chewie while smuggling and that. Right. That's what I want. I want to know what was he doing that whole time he wasn't with. Leia. What was what was he and Chewie doing? That I want to. I would love to read that. Mm-hmm. I, I would as well. It's, it's kind of like uh, it, it was a fun aspect of the um, of, of, of the whole thing. You know, they, they, they you know we, we come back to them and they're not together anymore. Yeah, you know, and that's the uh, that that's the that that was a fun thing about it. Um, thinking in that backstory. Right, and I would love to see a, a book with um, um, Luke going out to not forming the Jedi Academy, but looking for a place to, to have it, because that would put him on a quest for at least one book, and having the famous Luke Skywalker trolling about the galaxy looking for this lost planet would be outstanding to read. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and um, you know the sort of trouble he gets himself into along the way. Yeah, I, I would I would love to read that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, the next film coming out is Rogue One. Yeah. Which is about the stealing of the Death Star plans for A New Hope. Yep. And That's going to be interesting. We all know how that turns out for them, so... <laughs> I've got a feeling that you've probably already read the book, read the story in Battlefront. It wasn't in wasn't in Battlefront, but I mean there there could be characters that cross over quite easily. Well, that, that's kind of what I'm saying. I, you know, it's a, from what I can see, it's about a tight unit of uh, of rebels. You know, that that go in to do the impossible and steal the uh, steal steal the Death Star plans. Yeah, and it's how many can get out alive is what it, what it's going to boil down to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's already got a pretty impressive cast. Yeah, you know. And um, the director that that's involved, he's known for taking chances. Yeah, he is. So, and it's going to be. I think it's it's. Um, this might be the movie that people want if they thought that the Force Awakens was too safe. I think this one will be a, a really different Star Wars movie in over in story and just look and feel. Mm-hmm. Well, the look of it so far looks pretty grungy. Yeah, and I'm kind of looking forward to that because that's how you would want you'd expect to see a um, a tight group of uh, stealth pilots. They'd be that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of looking forward to it, but I'm looking forward to the uh, the second part of the new pre new new sequel trilogy more. Yeah. Um, especially now we've got character development going on with Ray and um, and Finn. Um, yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to the Han Solo movie, seeing what they do there. Yeah, um, that should be announced. I'm thinking within by March they're going to announce who uh, Han Solo is. They have to because they have to start filming it soon. So. Do you have any on that you can see playing it? Taking over from Ford. I can't. I can't think of anybody. I'm. I'm hoping they do what they've done for this movie and for the original Star Wars is just cast unknowns. That would be great, in my opinion. Mm. Well, the guy that plays Beast in X Men. Oh yeah. A few years ago, I would have thought he'd he'd be a shoe in because he kind of looks like a, you'd imagine um, a twenty-something Harrison Ford would look. Yeah. Um, whereas you know, thing is, when we seen Harrison Ford in Star Wars, he was already in his thirties. So right. You know, and and that guy looks like a potential twenty-something Harrison Ford, and I think you'd kind of got a look for an actor like that. Yeah, it's going to be a guy in his early twenties, I'm sure. Well, it's, it's got to be a guy in his early twenties ring because so like uh, because can't really you know have have someone playing you know a 30 something um Han Solo because it'd be too close to the Han Solo that we yeah. met in 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 the Star Wars movies and if they get an actor to do that and it's really really bad it could you know it could damage the image of Han Solo forever yeah yeah and right now I mean as people are upset with what happens to Han Solo in this in this new movie um, he's just a great. He's got a good character arc, and I wouldn't want to damage that property. He, he has, and, and and I think Harrison Ford was right to actually say that. You know, I wanted him killed in Return Jedi. I think it. I think you know. To be honest, his art was really done at the end of Empire. Oh yeah, he was. He was done with it, and he comes off as not being happy with it. I mean, he would always say, you know. Well, how come you didn't get your character killed off? And he was like, "Well, George wants to sell more action figures. That's why." Mm. Since since Lucas owned the copyright on all the action figures, so here, I mean, there's going to be more hand solo action figures, but the character gets to be taken out and 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 put some some bite into the movie. The, by Jedi, the movies have gotten too safe, where you realize none of the big characters would die, and he wanted Han to die to put some 
some seriousness back into the movies, how there are actual consequences for these people. So, mm. yeah, I, I, I think he was right for wanting to have the character die. And, and, he, and he went out in a great way. If you're going to if you're going to have your character got, die, this is that was the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Han, Han Solo's death in this film was much better than than, than Captain Kirk's death was in Generations. It was more heroic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was tons he, better. It was much more better written, much more. I think. And I think I think generally The Force Awakens is better than Abraham's Star Trek work. Yeah, it is. And yeah. in a way, as and I'm a major Star Trek fan, too. After I walked out of this, I was like, he, he never should have done Star Trek. He should have just waited for Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of want him. I want him back to do the other one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, you know I, I think it's too bad that I'm not giving him all three. But then again, that could be a good thing. Because if you remember the uh, the original trilogy, it was yeah. a different director on each one. Yeah, and and, it, and I think that helped. You know, whereas uh, what ruined the prequel trilogy is Lucas was, was too happy hands-on with it. It was too sort of like grasping of the directorial chair and the writing sort of thing. Yeah, and, and I don't think anybody was willing to stand up to him and say, George, no, this doesn't work or this doesn't look good. I don't think he had enough people who would disagree with him. Yeah, he surrounded himself with too many yes people. <laughs> yeah, and I think that shows in The Phantom Menace completely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, well, I think that's probably going to wrap it up for this, uh, for this show. Um, you know, we we'll probably do another one of these uh, probably towards the end of this year. Next, you know, this year. Um, <laughs> I say we're recording in 2015, but by the time this action goes to air, it'll be 2016. So look for another one of these towards the end of 2016. Is what I say. You know, probably post Rogue One. Yeah. You know, um, Patrick, thanks for joining me as always. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's been great having you on. And um, that's it for this week. Um, we'll be back with our regular shows. Um, SFP now will be doing, you know, fortnightly shows from now on. Um, and we'll be trying to bring you, you know, the same standard of guests and um, and, and stuff that, that we always do. Um, so from us for now, um, Happy New Year and may the force be with you. Yeah.